You are Locked On Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? We are back here for another edition of Locked On Tigers. I am, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Monday. November 22nd. Happy Monday, everybody. Thanks for making Locked on Tigers your first listen every day, free and available on all platforms. We got some moves to go over. We got some 40-man roster construction, so no player breakdown today. All 40-man roster stuff. The deadline for protecting players uh, from the Rule 5 draft has passed. It has come and gone. Uh, so, we have our... 40-man roster. The 40-man roster currently sits at 39. So what does that mean? Who got protected? Who didn't? Who is uh, who is eligible still? We'll get into all of it here on today's show. So first things first, what is the Rule 5 draft? What is it? We welcome everybody on this show. New baseball fans, old baseball fans, analytics people, uh, the old school baseball people, Everything. So quick rundown of what the Rule 5 draft just flat out is. And I, I, Al Avila, your general manager, if you're a Tigers fan listening to this, your general manager loves the Rule 5 draft. Absolutely loves it. Now, to be fair, he's been at the helm for a lot of bad teams. But not to be fair, that's somewhat his fault. But also to be fair, it's also somewhat ownership's fault. So there's a lot of blame to go around here for him <laughs> being at the helm for a lot of bad teams. And, and bad teams tend to take people in the Rule 5 draft. And then really good teams who have full 26-man now rosters uh, tend you you know, will stay away a lot more. So what the Rule 5 draft is, is it is uh, something that was put in place by uh, the, the players union, uh, decided to do this a while back now. And it, it hasn't been around since, like, the history of baseball or anything. It's relatively new, um, and speaking in the terms of the, the 100 and, and whatever 20-year history of of, uh, of of Major League Baseball as we know it. Um, so what it is is it's a chance for people who are stuck in the minor leagues and, and might be in the minor leagues on, like, really good rosters and just, like, don't have that opportunity to – to break through because their major league team so good or their 40 man roster so good or whatever it get, it basically gives minor league players a better chance to make the majors which I'm all for cool awesome rule 5 I actually really like the rule 5 draft I think it's fascinating uh, I I think it would be awesome to find a way to do it in other sports even though there's not really like a complex minor league system and any other other four sports I it, it is absolutely fascinating to me and I absolutely love it. I am very pro Rule Five Draft. I, I think it's I think it's very good for the sport, uh, and I hope it's something that honestly I think is gr- is beautiful in its current state. I, I don't think you, it, it, for the upcoming CBA that runs out here on the what first of December. I don't really think it's anything that uh, needs to be edited or changed or anything at all. I I think it's really good in its current state. So basically what it is, is if you are a uh, player and you are signed by your team, if when your team signs you, you are 18 years or or younger, 
then you, your team has, well, you and your team, I should say, you have five years, five years to make the 40-man roster, not the 26-man roster, not just the major league roster, but the 40-man roster. You have five years to do that, and if you don't make the 40-man roster after your fifth season, then you become eligible for the Rule 5 draft. And uh, if, if you're 19 or older, you have four seasons. So players that, that go to college have uh, four years to get protected, and we'll get into that because there's a couple of kids, uh, college or a college kid that the Tigers protected today. You have four years to make the 40-man before you're eligible. And if you're 18 or younger, so that's all of your international free agents that are like 15, 16 getting signed right uh, as well as your people that are drafted straight out of high school and are still 18. So, five years for 18 or younger, four years to make the 40-man for 19 or older. And if you're not, you enter the draft pool for the Rule 5 draft. And every December, the uh, the Rule 5 draft takes place, and it's just reverse order of record, just like the, the actual MLB amateur draft, right? Um and it's uh, and you just get to go and you get to pick anybody from this pool of players and in injury and you're allowed to to skip your selection, which is I, I don't want any of these players. My 26 man roster is fine. Uh, my my major league roster is fine. The one stipulation is they are required to be on the major league roster the entire season. If you take them, they they have to barring injury. They are required to be a major league player for the entire calendar season, right? So that's the 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 quick breakdown, as quick as I can do. I love to ramble as quick as I can possibly explain it. Uh, the Rule Five Draft, and like I said, I absolutely love it. And uh, yeah, you just you, then they just go through the draft. They pick. If you don't want anybody, you can skip it because they have to be on your major league roster. If you're set with your your major league roster, you can skip the pick. Um, and the Tigers for the last, uh, I'm pretty sure we've taken anybody each of the last four years. Uh, Victor Reyes is a very prominent one that gets brought up a lot when the Rule Five is talked about because. Uh, even though he, Victor Reyes is not anything special or anything great, you've still gotten, what, three seasons? Four? Are we, we already have four years of Victor? Three seasons? Three and a half, four seasons? Somewhere between three and four full seasons of production out of a Rule 5 pick. And that's obviously great value, no matter what your, your opinion of Victor Reyes the player is. Um, that is that is worth that, that is well worth the taking him in the Rule 5 all those years back. Um Ronnie Rodriguez a couple of years ago. We all know how that turned out. Um, and then this most past year was obviously Akil Badu. That is like the most prominent one uh, of, of recent memory. Rookie sensation. Akil Badu. Uh, he, he was a Rule 5 pick. from uh, he, he spent five years in the Minnesota Twins organization and uh, was now making it up the ladder. So the deadline for adding people to your 40-man was this past weekend. And so we have a whole list of stuff to talk about. We got all we got three people that were added to the 40 man. We also took three people off of the 40 man to make room for them. 
Uh, and well, one of them actually happened a couple of weeks ago, but we're still going to go over it because I, I didn't really talk about it on the show because I thought it was a pretty minor move. But in this episode, we're just talking about the 40 man. So it, it becomes prominent. Uh, so our current 40 man roster sits at 39, which leaves room for in the current state of the 40 man, one more free agent signing, but, uh, that things change that they, they, they absolutely could, uh, DFA somebody, wave somebody, whatever. It's it's not set in stone by any means. But the people that are protected are protected. The people that aren't, aren't. And we're going to go through all of those players on both sides of uh, of the Rule 5 draft that is uh, approaching. And, you know, with the CBA looming and a, and a lockout probably that's going to happen. Who knows when it's going to be. <laughs> but, uh, but, but regardless, it's a really fun time. And we're going to go over all of the players, like I said, that have been added, left off, etc. And what that means for the state of the team going into next season. Okay, so now that we have, uh, uh, we, we've talked about everything that goes with the 40-man, everything that goes with the Rule 5, what all that means. Let's get into the players right after this. First, though, i got to talk to you guys about DirecTV Streams. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live. Another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching your sports highlights on your phone. And you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment that you love without the hassle. And a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream. It brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. It's incredible. This means no more juggling remotes. No need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter, the confusion, and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. That's DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. It's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies based on package. All right, everybody. We are back here for segment two of Locked On Tigers. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day. Free and available on all platforms. All right. So, who was protected? Who wasn't? What's the status of the 40 man? You came to the right place. I, I really, I love this job, man. Goodness. You guys are so great. Our our, uh, our listenership has gone up a, a boatload over the last week with the signing and, and the Barnhart trade. Well, the Barnhart trade was a while ago, but the signing and, and free agency updates. And, and I, 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 I got a DM the other day from a couple of people that just, no no strings attached or anything just said hey like i i really love all the work you're doing you're you know great show listen to you every day or whatever those those kind of dms make my day for real it's uh an an incredible fan base we have with the tigers an incredible listenership that i have on this show so i appreciate y'all a uh, a boatload all right let's get into this i've been saying let's get into it like 90 times let's actually get into it okay so first off we have a move that happened uh, a, a couple of weeks ago, actually. They added Elvin Rodriguez to the 40-man roster. Elvin Rodriguez, uh, if, if you don't recognize the name, don't feel alone. Not, not a prominent prospect within the organization by any stretch. Which kind of makes it more so something that's, uh, that, that's I, I want to say, interesting to talk about. But we all know about my hatred for the word interesting. Uh, makes it definitely a, a conversation point because he's not like a like a really prominent top ten prospect in New York or anything. Elvin Rodriguez, uh, for those who don't know, was actually 
one of the players in the Justin Upton trade, uh, when we traded him to the Angels in a move that was widely viewed as just a salary dump, uh, I'm pretty sure one of the dudes in that trade stopped playing professional baseball like a year after we, we did the trade. Um, not like three of, of, at the time, very low-end prospects that were pretty much nobodies for the Angels. Uh, and now Elvin is, is on the 40-man and uh, is going to have <clears throat> an opportunity to to play some Major League Baseball here next season. So taking a look at his 2021, I know we talked about it a little bit when it happened, but, but we're going to do a kind of a deeper dive uh, today, obviously. So obviously <laughs> I know people, P I still get a ton of DM saying, I say that too much. I apologize, but at the same time, no, <laughs> not really. Um, so this season, age 23 season played in double a had one appearance in triple a pitched two innings of shutout ball. Good for him. Uh, but uh, his entire season was, was pretty much at the double a level. And he, I mean, it's it's not super flashy, right? He had a 5.83 ERA uh, in 75 innings. Gave up quite a lot of home runs. 18 home runs, 29 walks, and 80 strikeouts in 75 innings. So decent strikeout numbers. The strikeout numbers were uh, nine and a half K per nine. That's that's solid, right? 3.4 walk per nine. You'd like that down a little bit. And a 2.1 home run per nine. And this is what we talked about in the last one. Uh, his, his hit per nine is 8.2. I guess you'd like that down a little bit. But these were all, uh, all of his appearances this year were as a starter. So that's something to take, take into consideration a little bit. His whip was 1.29. Again, a, like high. It, 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 1.3 whip is not anything fantastic by any stretch. Um but his career whip at across all levels of the minors is 1.17. Uh, his career home run per nine across all levels of the minors is 0 0.9. Uh, like I, I'm gonna, I, I'm not gonna take too much stock in the home runs because it's AAA and they're still using the juice ball down there, right? So I, I and I say that with anybody at the AAA level, whether you're a hitter or a pitcher, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna take your power numbers with a slight grain of salt, um, because uh, that they because they still use the juice balls down there. That's a, that's a big factor in my evaluation of AAA talent across the board, pitchers and hitters. So uh, I I wouldn't personally I wouldn't read too much into a a two point one home run per nine. That That is definitely the outlier of this dude's career. I mean, even at high single A in 2019, he had a 3.77 ERA and a 0 0.8 home run per nine on a 1.17 whip and, and a 7.5 K per nine. So his K per nine has gone up. His walk per nine in his minor league career has always been around three, which is a little high. So that, that we can take at value. The K per nine goes up. That's good because that has nothing to do with juice ball or not. That's just, you're, you're getting more strikeouts. We love that. And most of the, the spike in ERA and, on, and whip to an extent is just from the, 
Triple A still using still using the juice ball and giving up a ton of homers. Now I'm not saying it's exclusively the juice ball. There is probably a spike, but even you look at someone like Matt Manning, right? Matt Manning was giving up home runs like it was his job, like we were paying him to do so when he was in Triple A this year, an ERA of like seven, and he still got a call up. And while he he wasn't Strasburg debut type of type of a rookie, right? Like his ERA was still around what we did his breakdown last week, right? His ERA was still five over five or whatever. Wasn't fantastic by any stretch. But you you, you, you I'm just saying you got to take the home run numbers with a grain of salt. So so he gets added to the 40 man. Okay. And then that was a couple of weeks ago. Now we come to today. Right? We get to today. Uh well Today, you're listening to it today. We get to Friday, when the deadline actually was, and we get the addition of Cody Clemens and Angel DeJesus. We're going to start, who should we start with? We're going to start with Angel. Okay, we're going to start with Mr. DeJesus there. Uh, Angel DeJesus, somebody that uh, the Tigers signed in uh, out of the international market a, a, a while ago. When he was 19, well, when he, he probably signed when he was 18. His first season was when he was 19. So has been here for obviously enough time to be eligible for the Rule 5 draft, as we explained earlier. Uh, so this season, he started off in Double A, and in nine games of Double A baseball for the Erie Seawolves, he started one, finished five, so mostly out of the bullpen. In his nine games, he was unbelievable. He had a zero ERA, did not give up a single earned run. That's 13.1 innings pitch. Obviously not an incredible sample size, but enough for only nine appearances into the season to get the call up to AAA. Okay? In those 13 innings in AA, he had 18 strikeouts. Uh, he had five walks. And so that's a 0.825 whip. A 4.1 hit per nine, which is incredible. A 3.4 walk per nine, which even in 13.1 innings is still a little bit higher than you'd like. And, and we'll get into that uh, when, when we get up to his AAA stats. And his K per nine was 12.2. So again, only 13.1 innings. So take those with, with you know knowing that. But he was absolutely incredible. Got the call up to AAA. Okay, he goes up to AAA Toledo. He has a 4.21 ERA. His home run per nine is 1.2 in AAA, and his career home run per nine across his five minor league seasons uh, before that was 0.6. So again, we talk about that, that home run per nine spike that people see when they get up into AAA. Uh, this one was absolutely a full season, 39 appearances, 51 and a third innings pitched. He had a strikeout per nine of 10.9, so at about an 11K per nine, a 5.6 walk per nine. We already went over the home runs, a 1.247 whip, uh, not bad, could be a little bit better, you know, I, ideally, I guess, but you could, I guess, say that about any stat ever. Uh, a little bit higher than I guess I'd like, but but not bad, especially, again, considering the, the juice balls down there in AAA. So that's 62 Ks in 51 innings. 32 walks in 51 innings is quite a lot. 
Uh, and then his hit per nine there was 5.3, which is really, really solid. I mean, it, he was he was walking as many people as as he was giving up hits. I mean, I mean, he literally had a 5.6 walk per nine and a 5.6 uh, hit, hit, <laughs> hit, hit per nine. So quite literally walking uh, as many people as he was giving up hits. If this sounds familiar, you're absolutely right. This is like half of our bullpen currently. Well, that's not true anymore, probably. This sounds a lot like Gregory Soto. Doesn't give up very many hits. Walks a ton of dudes. Has nasty stuff. Has the ability to put people away. Uh, has the ability to strike people out. But he, he it seems to be either a walk or a strikeout. Or in his AAA season, a walk, a strikeout, or a home run. Right? So, with the the revamped analytics department, the revamped uh, pitching department within the organization, and just Fetter in general, uh, I'm pretty excited about this one. I know that he he was not some top end prospect either, just like we talked about with Alvin that people were looking at and everybody knew he was going to get added or anything. But I I I don't mind this move at all. I I, I really like it. Uh, he, he sits around 95 miles an hour with the fastball, can get up to the high 90s if he really wants to. It, it sounds like most of his appearances this past season were out of the bullpen. I fully expect him to be a, a, a bullpen depth piece this upcoming season. Uh, if if, if I, I should probably say when he, uh, he, he plays for the Tigers. I highly doubt that, that he will go all of 2022 without pitching for the Tigers at some point. They clearly they added him to the forty man for a reason, uh, so he can get up to the to the high nineties and out of the bullpen. That's going to be more and more likely. He also has a slider, which is uh, fastball is the best pitch. Absolutely, he's got an electric fastball by by all accounts. Watch him pitch, man. He he really does have a have an incredible fastball. The slider is a secondary pitch. It's a solid pitch. Nothing special. Nothing horrible. Solid pitch. Uh, so with that coming out of the bullpen, those that's a very popular two-pitch mix for relievers these days. So uh, I'm pretty pumped about this one. I'm going to be honest. I, I, I not you know I don't expect him to be Mariano Rivera or anything, but I, I I really I can see the vision with this move. I can understand the move. I can understand the logic behind it. And uh, for a team that that in in the history of the Tigers, man, could always use bullpen help. Uh, I'm never going to be mad about that. So we'll get into the other one, which is a, a, a little bit more, I don't want to call it controversial, but definitely a bigger name in the organization got added to the 40-man and kind of the response from that and, and, and my opinion on it and everything right after I tell you all about Built Bar. I love Thanksgiving, all the good food, treats, plenty of them. Maybe you want a yummy dessert that isn't so full of calories and sugar. It's the perfect time for a Built Bar. Built Bar is the new holiday dessert. Feast on something delicious and feel good about it. One slice of pie is upwards of 300 calories, and that's on the low end. Most Built Bars are only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and have plenty of protein. So replace the coconut cream pie with a coconut Built Bar. Or go for a raspberry Built Bar instead of that raspberry pie. Lots of good flavors. To replace any pie this Thanksgiving. Low calorie, low carb, low fat, and high protein. It's covered in 100% real chocolate. Built Bar is a great option for when you're hungry. So if Thanksgiving isn't coming soon enough, go for a Built Bar or two. Share some of your family gatherings. It will make things less awkward. Maybe Aunt Betty hasn't tried a Built Bar. Shame on Aunt Betty first off, but get her on the wave. No surprises. 
And there's new surprises all month. Limited time flavors arriving at Built.com regularly, so check out the site often. There's nothing like a Built Bar Black Friday either. So mark your calendar. Black Friday will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises and fun deals going on. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off of your order. It's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, everybody, we are back here for our third and final segment of Locked on Tigers, covering the 40-man roster moves today. Some people added, some people left off. Rule 5 draft looming. Let's talk about the last addition to the 40-man roster to put us at 39. That is Cody Clemens. Now, Cody Clemens was a second-round pick in, what, 2018? That sounds right. Or third-round pick. Yeah, he he was at the the top of the third round in 2018, went to the University of Texas uh, for all you Longhorn fans out there, and his draft year was unbelievable. He had over an 1,100 OPS in his draft season, absolutely hit the cover off the ball, 24 homers in 65 games. He was a monster, uh, 351 batting average, 444 OBP, 726 slugging percentage, that is that is Bonds esque uh, for an, an eleven sixty nine OPS, absolutely incredible. So he gets drafted in the third, uh, and we were always told like he'll be able to hit the the defense might be a little shaky at second base. He's a second baseman, if I didn't say that. Uh, the the defense might be a little shaky. He might not be the best defender. But if he's an average defender and a plus bat, it'll be worth it. That, that was kind of always the, the, the mantra around him coming through the system. And the bat never really got going to the extent that, that we wanted it to. And I, I would argue that it still hasn't in my eyes. I, um, I, I, I loved Cody Clemens when we drafted him, man. Um, for those wondering, yes, it's son of Roger Clemens. Uh I, I absolutely loved the pick. I wanted him going into the draft in 18. I was pumped when we got him. I, I, I was a big fan of the pick. And since then, I've, I've not soured on him, but I've softened on him a lot. Um, his, his career OPS across all years of the minors is 750, 247 batting average, 320 on base percentage, 430 slugging. Uh, in AAA, this past season where he spent all the entire year. Uh, he had a couple of games in Lakeland for rehab or whatnot, but um, for he, he was he was in AAA the entire season. Okay. He had a 247 batting average, a 312 on base percentage, and a 466 slugging. That's a 778 OPS in AAA. He had 18 homers in 97 games, uh, 15 doubles. So the extra base hits were there. 466 slugging is is solid. It's it's that's solid, especially for second base, middle infield. Absolutely sure that's solid. 247 batting average. Not not again. Not terrible. Not fantastic. Uh, I I take a lot more. I I look a lot more into the on base percentage of 312. Um, a 312 on base percentage in AAA that. I I need that to be higher. That that's not something that I oh I would like it to be higher. Or whatever I need that to be higher for for me to to buy in more. Uh, Thirty six walks in ninety seven games. 
not not a not a horrible walk rate by any stretch. Thirty six walks and in a, in a minor league season is is not terrible, um, but I I need a higher on base percentage, man. I I, I do. And where they've tried to move him into corner outfield as well because they want to raise his versatility for when he comes up here so he can play second if we need him. He can play corner outfield if we need it. We have a lot of depth at outfield, so, um, you know, that's whatever. But, but you know, the, the more versatility, the, be- the better. Um, th- this one is, is interesting, and this was kind of the one every, the player everybody had circled of like, oh, is, is he going to get protected or is he not? He was... Uh, by far the, the most talked about ahead of this deadline. Uh, and, th- and they went ahead and protected him. So what does this mean for the Tigers? I, I would say that he's probably, man, it's, it's tough. Like I, I can't, um, genuinely, I, I can't really imagine him today making the major league team out of camp like that. But we, I mean, we'll get into this later. We did lose Nico. Maybe, maybe that is something. If he has a good spring, I guess absolutely I could with service manipulation. Wait, we have a whole CBA ahead of us too. So like maybe service manipulation is different and Torkelson just makes the team out of camp. But in, in the CBA's current state, if there is still service manipulation as we know it, which again, can't imagine it will be. That's definitely something the players are going to fight hard on in the negotiations. But let's just for the sake of argument say that it's the same. Torkelson's not going to be up for a minute. Miggy is, is going to get most of his reps at DH, which means Scope is going to have to play first, which kind of leaves somewhat of a hole at second base. So I guess in theory, he, he could get some reps early in the season until Torkelson's ready at second base. And uh, it, it's, it's interesting, man. It, it, it's interesting. I, I, I'm not, this isn't a, a move that I'm fully against. Like, oh no, like I, I absolutely despise Cody Clemens and like whatever. Um, but I, it's not one that I'm, I'm jumping for joy. Like, Oh yes. Thank, thank goodness. They, they saved Cody Clemens from the rule five. So we'll see how it plays out. And, and none of this is set in stone. Signings are going to happen, whatever. But I, I, I think that he's going to be one that's going to stick around. So Cody Clemens, on the 40-man roster, makes next season very interesting. Add some depth at a minimum. Never going to be mad at, at adding infield depth, especially middle infield, which is a position uh, positions that the Tigers in their current state on November 22nd are very, very weak and shallow at. Uh, so always going to be down for some depth uh, at middle infield positions, and the versatility is great too. So the only other thing we have to talk about is the players that – are no longer going to be on the team. And then some people that didn't get protected as well and will be eligible to be drafted in the Rule 5. So for starters, the big one, Nico Goodrum is no longer a Detroit Tiger. Uh, got DFA'd, basically. Got got off the team. Dunzo. He was uh, arbitration eligible this season. And in his, what is this, his second ARB? So it, it would have been... Uh, around like $3 million he probably would have made in ARB this year. And uh, the the Tigers said, you know, it's just so crazy. It's so wild to me that we have taken such big steps over the last couple of years. I mean, 2019, the 114 loss team, that Nico Goodrum, you could argue was, after the trade deadline, was literally our best player. 
and now we're we're at a point where he's not and and he he had a really rough 2021 and and all that so like I I I agree with this move uh, this was something that I actually talked about um, a while ago uh, probably a month plus ago as uh, as something that I I fully I did not expect Nico Goodrum to come back to this team whatsoever I, I fully expected him to to get the boot. Uh, they were never. I, I couldn't imagine they were going to pay him three million dollars to continue to play the role that he's been playing going forward. Um, and so it makes a lot of sense. Again, going back to Cody Clemens, that he would get the uh, that Clemens would get added for for kind of infield depth purposes. But it, it's just wild, man. It's I, I love Nico Goodrum. I really do. I I he was a a gave us some fun moments in an era of Tigers baseball that did not have. Very many fun moments. So I wish him nothing but the best. Um, I, I I love that man. So I, I I hope he does well. I hope he finds uh, maybe a, even if it's just like a minor league kind of a prove it deal and and can like a forty man roster invite and can work his way onto a, a a team and kind of reestablish his value. I would love that. I would love to see Nico continue to to get work. But uh, he's he's pushing thirty. And does not have a, a spot really on this team anymore. So I, I fully understand the move. I would have done the same thing, but at the same time, kind of bittersweet because Nico's such a such a cool guy. So um, wishing him nothing but the best. But Nico Goodrum officially will not be a uh, a, a Detroit Tiger next season. Uh, the other moves that were made: Nivaldo Rodriguez also waived, uh, no longer on the forty man. We'll see what his future is. That one's not very surprising. He was definitely one of the most, uh, one of the more expendable uh, players to uh, uh, on the forty man. And then Jacob Robson, another one was viewed pretty expendable. Uh, came up, got got a, a little bit of playing time here, but um, was not a super highly regarded prospect. Getting up there in, in age, uh, and and was also one that if you needed to make room. You you definitely could have circled those three guys as the the most likely candidates to uh, to kind of get the boot. So not nothing shocking as far as the players that got waived to make room for the players that we have aforementioned. So the last thing we're gonna do really quickly before I send you guys off on your days uh, and evenings is talk about the players from the Tigers organization that were not protected that had it that were eligible to to be put on the 40 man roster and were not that will be eligible for the rule five draft. Okay. So we have Adam Wolf who has been around the Tigers organization for a minute now, uh, had a, he had a close to a no hitter. If I remember right, I don't think he got it. I think, I think he lost it or, or like he got a seven inning no hitter or something like that. I, I'm trying. My memory is, is I should have looked this up. I apologize, but um, this season in I believe Double A, again should have looked that up. My bad. Uh, but Adam Wolf again been around for a little bit. Someone to keep an eye on. Uh, Jose King, who has has been somewhat of a meme over the last couple of years. Jose King, uh, obviously the third player. In the J.D. Martinez deal that got us Dewaldi Lugo, Sergio Alcantara, and of course Jose King. Wenzel Perez is kind of an interesting one. 
uh, Daniel Panero, also kind of an interesting one. And then outfielders, Eric De La Rosa went on a massive tear at one point for a couple of weeks this season, was hitting home runs left and right, or, or and, and really, really had an insane couple of weeks stretch this season. And people were like, oh, Eric De La Rosa might be... Might mess around, but uh, could could not maintain that, and he also sees himself on the outside looking in. Uh, players that I actually think might have uh, kind of a chance to, to get taken, it wouldn't surprise me if, uh, if a really bad team, an, an Orioles or a Pirates or something like that next year, took a chance on Adam Wolf. Wouldn't surprise me if... Uh, Jose King, I, I don't think is going anywhere. I think he'll be part of the team next year. He, I don't think he even OPS 600 in like single A this year. So Jose King's here to stay. Wenzel Perez, maybe Eric De La Rosa, even maybe a little bit. Um, so, but one of the bigger ones, and I didn't mention before, because there's two that I think, well, three, I guess. Honestly, there's quite a few relievers that have been circled that that I think could have opportunities. Nolan Blackwood's one. Nolan Blackwood's been uh, someone around the organization that people thought actually could have gotten a call up this season when we had a lot of pitchers on the IL that could have gotten added to the 40-man and could have seen some work. Uh, so, so he's an interesting one. Zach Houston is someone that I think is good. I really, I, I believe in Zach Houston. I, I really do. I, I think that he he could be good given the opportunity has really, really good stuff, struggles with command. It wouldn't surprise me if a team took took a flyer on him uh, and, and saw him get some opportunities out of a major league bullpen. And the last one's Will Vest, who, uh, again, just like the other ones, um, the other two that I just mentioned, has been someone that uh, Tigers fans and, and the organization has looked at as, as possibly getting bullpen work this season and I think that just about Logan Shore is another one could could possibly see uh somebody taking a chance on him we we have some some uh, some relievers that that could get picked up here um and uh yeah I think that's I think that's about it I think that's everything I wanted to cover so thank you guys for listening thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day Make your second listen, Locked On Bets your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs Locked On Bets hosted by your boy Q with Expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. All right. Big fun day, fun episode, big uh, b- big news day in, a, in an offseason that, that where those are few and far between. So uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for your support. Like I said earlier in the show, um, the, the support I, I continue, whatever I am, six, seven months into this, continues to be fantastic. Uh, we're, the Tigers are coming back, baby. Give us a shortstop. Maybe, maybe, maybe you're listening to this in a in a breakfast meeting that turned into a lunch meeting. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. All right, guys. Peace and love. Going to therapy is dope, and I will catch y'all tomorrow. Go Tigers, baby.